Hi everyone, Lucas here. Before we get started, I just wanted to extend my condolences to the Armstrong family. George Armstrong obviously sadly passed away yesterday at the age of 90. George was an incredible hockey player and just a true Toronto Maple Leaf at heart. He spent 21 years with the Leafs from 1949 to 1970 and was captain for 12 of them. And he's also the last captain of a Leafs Stanley Cup team. George was the embodiment of what a Toronto Maple Leaf player should be. Always there for the community, always there just in general. He was just a Leaf at heart. And every Leafs fan wants every single player to be just like George Armstrong. So keep him in your hearts, keep him uh, in your prayers, and just always remember how great uh, George Armstrong was, whether as a person or as a player. And thank you for listening. And here's the episode. Welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Zahar and Lucas. Uh, we are back. We had a bunch of uh, hockey games, but before we do go dive into that, um, Lucas, take it away. Uh, first off, I want to say um, screw the NFL, screw everything it stands for, screw the referees that work for it. Uh, screw Tom Brady, screw Roger Goodell, screw the NFL as a, as a whole. And uh, that's uh, that's your episode of the Gen Z Hockey Podcast. My name is Lucas. This is Sahara. And, uh, goodbye. I am so utterly pissed off. I, I, I'm, here's, here's the thing. I am very happy for the opportunities that have landed on my, in my lap during quarantine. Um, I have been given a wonderful new new job as a sports writer uh, for our for our local newspaper, and I take that as a big responsibility on myself. And I am so thankful to everyone who's been so supportive. One bad thing: I cannot unleash my anger in explicit ways because I know that it will not be a good look on me and will not be a good look on on our newspaper so what i want to say is congratulations to tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers for okay and it's over so the green bay packers just were given many opportunities to win that football game they they intercepted brady three times in the fourth quarter at least third time was in the third quarter but at least yeah. And did not capitalize on that on that mistake. And the Packers gave two turnovers to the to the Bucks and the Bucks got touchdowns on both of them. That right there is a mistake in itself. So a lot of people are mad at the Packers head coach because uh, on fourth and eight, uh, sorry, on fourth and goal for the eight yard line, they decided to kick the ball with I think like two, it was at least like two or two two thirty left to go. They decided to kick a field goal to make it a five point game. The Packers get the Bucks to a third and four, with like one with like one forty one thirty left to go, and and Tom Brady throws a pass and it's incomplete. It's incomplete. The clock stops. Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball back with a minute thirty left to go. And five seconds after the play, there's a light flag for pass interference. It's the yeah. only pass interference that was given throughout the entire game. 
throughout the entire game, the refs were, uh, for those who don't know pass interference or just don't know football, pass interference is basically kind of like goalie interference in the sense of you are impeding the receiver's ability to make the play. That then, and it's and it's called all the time. This specific game, they were letting the the receivers and the cornerbacks sort of play with, sort of uh, go use your hands, go go at it. There were so many times I saw that they were holding on to Packer receivers, literally on the shoulder, holding on to their jerseys, and they weren't calling anything. True. And so, so it was just bad refereeing across the board, right? Yes, on the specific play, he does. I I will give him this. He does grab the jersey. However, it's light years compared to the stuff that was getting that was getting um, that was getting let go earlier on in the game. And if you so, watch the replay, this receiver feels him tugging and dives like fucking Superman, dives like Clark Kent, uh, trying to save Lois Lane. And there's a flag that comes in, and then Tom Brady gets his ass saved by the refs, and that was the game. I was so. so it is. It's all an utterly- inside job. It's all I know it's not an inside job, but there's so many times where I was like, how is it that he gets the benefit of the doubt? And and all, all year long, all I hear is, oh, but the Packers get all their calls. I I under like like in those kind of games, you understand why there are some people that think Roger Goodell is just like influencing. He's just playing with he's just playing and dangling all the players and he's just controlling all the strings. Because like I'm like, so I'm so I, I you on a play like that where you didn't even get a chance because the ref, because the refs made a bad call. Yeah. Don't, don't, okay. If the Packers just got blown out like 31, 10, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be as yeah. upset, but the fact that they lost cause a ref screwed them over, uh, they lost. Yes. They blew opportunities, but they couldn't even get the ball back because the ref screwed up a call and, and gave and gave it away. I was, that was what was, that was what's pissed me off, but I hope the Chiefs uh, utterly kick the teeth of um, of the Bucks- oh, Buccaneers. Uh, I hope so too. What pissed me off the most? There's this video going around of Tom Brady and Gronk like going on their game. Gronk did nothing the entire game. He had one he, catch. Yeah, he didn't do anything Gronk the entire season. He was kind of useless the entire season. Like he had a couple of catches and whatever, but like he he wasn't anything great. Like he just came out of retirement and was kind of like the old man that like. Wants another Gronk, ring. He did literally nothing the, that entire game, and it, I I was so mad. And I literally in the game said, <laughs> once the game was over, I was like, I want to watch the Leafs because you know they never let me down. <laughs> yeah, and they haven't. It's been the last couple of games have been pretty good. They haven't let us down. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, what's that? What's that? Three in a row. Three in a row. Uh, two. Three. Two. two I think. Um, I think two. I think two. Sorry. Um. Yes, two, uh, two games in a row. And uh, four, I think four of their last five. And, uh, like, very, very good games. And other than other than the Ottawa game, the first Ottawa game, have they played a game? I don't think Sorry? so. What did you say? Other, other than the first Ottawa game, have they played a terrible game? No, they so. haven't. It's, that's, it's, and it's good. Like, um, I don't know what it is about this team. Is that, like... I don't know if it's just me, like, thing was, I was, like, um, I'm just, like, not enjoying hockey. Or not, I'm not enjoying hockey, mean? but, like, I'm not, there's something about this team that, like, I'm kind of just, like, meh, I'm waiting for them to get to the playoffs for, like, for them to actually oh, do well, anything. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so, the, regular like, the regular season is just kind of, you know, it's just kind of there. The like, regular season, obviously. Boring. But, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching the team, and I'm just going, I, I don't feel... I don't feel much, you know, 
strenuous yeah. stress like I have in, in so many other years because the defense looks sound. The offense, the, the offense, I guess, has been quiet by their standards, but still, like they're performing. Yeah. Um, uses uh, you know, a slow starter because he only has three goals in five games. Yeah. Um, or three goals in six games. Uh, but Austin, wait, Austin, Austin Matthews. Um, he was. I, I don't know if it was injured or like soreness or something. Uh, wasn't, he missed. He missed the second game with mm-hmm. uh, the Oilers, and then he came back. Like he came back yesterday with the Flames against the Flames, and he wasn't like terrible, but he wasn't like great either. He, he wasn't, was he just, wasn't like, himself. But... Yeah, he was just he, he wasn't himself. Like he wasn't running up and down the ice. So, but he he got that goal in that lucky bounce. Um and yeah, he all three he of the goals. All three of the goals were very weird because like the Muzzin goal was like Muzzin just kind of shot it and it just went in. You know, yeah. it just like it just kind of went yeah. in. The the Simmons goal, he just kind of threw it in front and it banked off of his skate. So and then the Matthews goal was just a bit of bad luck on the Flames part. But yeah. I like you know you take the win, you take you take the two points, and uh, I, Jack Campbell gave me a heart attack because Matt Kachuk decided to. You know, karate stopped him. Knee, knee, flying knee into flying knee like WWE. It's a yeah, it's a Campbell's back. It's a Campbell's um, back, and yeah, you know Jack Campbell, the saint that he is. You know, I I just think he's a great hockey player, and, he's, and he, I just think he's a great yeah. hockey player. Like Jack, bless your heart. He was definitely injured. There was no way like he was not injured. Like something happened. Like it even before uh Kachuk like went flying knee into his back. Um, he was like his leg, like he when uh, the play before they kind of crashed the net, and it was he was slow to get up, and he was like it was something about his leg. So hopefully it's nothing too bad. They say that he's okay, but I, the way he was getting up was like um, I I doubt. I think there's something else that's like wrong. Uh, well, would you be concerned if next game Freddie starts backed up by Michael Hutchinson? Yeah, if that happened, I'd be concerned. Because then See, that the means reason, the reason actually, why the reason the reason why I wouldn't necessarily be that concerned because I feel like that's that's them just being like you know Jack you're not even Jack you're not even suiting up today because we want you to get we want to, you to have this much rest yeah. to make sure that you're that you're okay. Like if if they come come out and say that he's gonna be like missing time, that's when I'm gonna start worrying. But that's until gonna then, be, that's gonna be worrying. Until then, I think like I think he might miss the the next game of versus Calgary just because. Just so that like he might just get some rest and like recover a bit, but then after that, if he miss, keeps like if he misses the next two games and he's not on the bench, then I were that's that's when we're gonna start worrying. So the next podcast, if he's not like on the bench, that's when we're gonna start worrying. So if he's not here by the next by the next podcast, we will be yeah. concerned. Yeah. Uh, well, I was a I was a little surprised, I guess, to see him get the start, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. It, it made it made sense to me. That he would, they would get yeah. a start because, uh, I think Freddie got both. Freddie got both starts against the the Oilers. Yeah, in the back to backs, and j- just to give just to give Campbell some some starts back to back, and just yeah, he's a, he's a great goalie, and he is a great goalie. We, I don't know if we might get into this conversation, but is he the starter next year? Um. I know that might be a conversation for a different day, but I'm usually the pessimist and I would, I'm going to be like positive now. Let's not worry about that. We have other things to worry about. We still have like uh, 40 something odd games or yeah, for like 
46 games uh, or whatever. 49 more games. Yeah. Um, and then we have the playoffs. And the way this division is going, I think we're pretty clear cut, like, to be the first team in the league, uh, in our division. So if everything goes well. Say for that. Yeah, Montreal is doing really good. We'll look at the standings later. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if, if everything goes well, we have a shot at a conference finals with this team in this year, in this division. So, like, we, that's what we have to worry about. We'll worry about that after we we hopefully make it to the conference final. And who knows? The way Fred, if Freddie, like, he wants to get paid, but, like, let's say, like, would you, if the Leafs, if, let's say, Freddie got a raise, like, a million, so, like, six mil, He's at five million right now, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just you know what it is. It's because like with with this you know corona corona cap, like no one's gonna make money. No one's gonna make the yeah. money that they deserve. No one. So, no one will make the money they deserve because realistically, like Alex Petrangelo should have made ten million dollars this year. Yeah. But because of Corona, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, no. But no, I'm just saying that like if Freddie like the pandemic and thing and then it, let's say his options look kind of bleak he doesn't want to go to a shitty team he wants to stay with a contender so and like i i i, I see i could see a scenario where he just like okay just give me an extension at the same cap hit oh i i don't know i don't know what he's thinking but i doubt it but i see that like if the pandemic isn't like clearing up and people still don't have money i see a scenario where he's like i i i like toronto i have a lot of my like he's best friends with matthews and like all this so i think there is a scenario where he stays and realistically i'd love to i'd love that to happen i love it but i i I can't get raised by a million dollars that's like a not pierre angle but like that kind of player it's it's not that much Speaking of Pierre Engel, he looked he's looked really good in his in his yeah, first couple he did. Of games. He has been looking good since he's been like he hasn't he hasn't showed up on the score sheet, definitely, but I yeah. like he was like shutting down McDavid, or at least yeah, trying. Uh he, and he has he was, his he legs flying moving, around. so he, well, he has speaking his legs of shutting down Speaking of shutting down McDavid, Justin Hall has been is fantastic a this year. He, and people said to get rid of him. Um I and I I him and Muzzin are such a good pairing and i can't like i would ex- like hall is playing up to his potential he's shutting down all the like top guys and he's playing amazing and that's great you know, it's to gonna see. really suck when seattle claims him in the expansion draft hmm. i think there's a higher chance that they'll claim dermot than hall okay. but, but yeah no he's been, oh that's he's happening amazing. this year that's yeah, happening that's, this year. Yeah, that's wild. There's so much stuff happening, but and um, I, I, yeah, I, Hall has been great. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll make a Seattle. Point. You know, Hall has been amazing. Like him and Muzzin have been yeah. have been great. Um, <laughs> I think I think realistically, like the only defenseman that I've been a little underwhelmed with, believe it or not, is Morgan Riley because like he hasn't because he hasn't you know been the offensive Morgan Riley that we're that we're accustomed to, but. And I guess I, uh, you know, I'd expect, I'd expect, I guess, some more, some more points from him. But he's, he's just been a little, like, a little underwhelming. He's still been great, and the rest of the D has been, fan- like, I, they're above average. Great? That's it's, they're above, they're above average, and that's all, all this team needs. 
They need a defense that's, that's above for average. So and like we have, we basically have zero complaints about this defense. And that's like when the first this time. When this is the we... first time in years where we have no complaints about the defense. No complaints about the defense. No complaints about the team. Yeah. No complaints about the team as a whole. Like yeah. even when they're losing, we're like, ah, they lost. But like, look, look how great they played. Like, like the okay, Oilers get that Oilers the, game that so they the lost. Only the only bad game that I can recall is the second uh, is the first Ottawa game, because the the Oilers game you could chalk it up to bad luck and um and refereeing because there are some calls that were mm, like they could have went either way, but mm-hmm. they went against the Leafs and the Leafs like just couldn't stop Drysaddle and McDavid, so. So that's like the only game, the Ottawa game where we just got destroyed. That's the only game where the team just played crap across the board. And it was, was that it was again? Just, and it was the second game of the season with. And yeah, it was the second was game the second of game the season with a bunch of players who have never played with each other before and yeah. didn't even have preseason. And yeah, and also you could chalk it up to not having a preseason. Like that's that's one of the excuses. But we're doing pretty good. I'm happy with the team. Like there's nothing really like egregious that's happening. Um, Zach Bogosian or Wayne Simmons has to take if they're losing next, like against Calgary, they're gonna have to take Matthew Kachuk's head off for him flying into our goaltender. But that's like a whole nother thing. If you want, to Zach Bogosian's, a, I think Zach Bogosian's a guy that people have been, I think, he, I think he's been taking a little too much unnecessary heat, in my opinion. He's been yeah. taking heat, and I think unnecessarily. Um, he was not. He was not brought here to score. He was brought here to defend yeah, and to yeah. lay hits and to you know clear the front of the net. And there's so many times where like he he and other defensemen are just shoving guys out of the way, and Freddie's like, "Thanks for the open lane. I can save this puck." Yeah. Like you know, Cody Cece last year. You know, all hail. Like could never could never lay a finger on someone. Couldn't yeah. do anything uh, at all. And. Oh, we know what you were talking about now. Yeah. And I, I'm so I'm so content with how great this team is playing. Yeah. Um, and off also defensively, they have been a studs. Cause now if it's a three two game or like a four four three game, they can shut it down and not just get absolutely shit on like they did in the past years, which I'm yeah. happy about and good to see. So and they even said yesterday they're like Sheldon Keith was like yeah we just didn't we just didn't play well I'm like okay you, maybe you didn't but look at the score yeah you got I'll the take, W and that's all that matters there's so many there's so many times this year where they themselves have said we played terribly and I was like I I didn't think you played horribly and but you could clearly tell like things are good now they even think they have another gear to go to yeah which is like. It kind of sucks because the way that they're playing is like, I think they could have been competing with the best in the league, but they're only stuck in this Canadian division, which gives them a bit of an advantage above that, like uh, compared to like, if they weren't in this position. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it could go either way, but if, if they have another gear to give, then I I'm uh, open I'm to that it. and I, I all, all for it so that I can see how these guys play. All right, but before before we go to, uh, are you gonna go to the? Are we gonna talk about the trade next? Because that oh was the shit, biggest thing. I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Jesus, 
Um, um, yeah, but I want okay. to say something. I want to say something on the onset of Seattle. Um, I don't think I think that Seattle will have very un, unfair expectations because of how good Vegas unexpectedly was and still is. So yeah. I think that I think that coming out of coming out of their uh, their inception, we should all expect them to be what we expected Vegas to be, which is just you know an expansion dog, team that's struggling shit. and shouldn't. Yeah, an, an expe- it's just an expansion team. So, but I, uh, I don't like. I don't know about like. I don't know. We'll see because the way that like uh, Vegas was built, no one expected them to be good, and who knows like. We'll we'll cover it on the podcast. So like if you guys are still listening, I don't even know when that's happening, but we'll cover it because depending on the players they get, they could be really good or they could be really bad. So like, but like the way that they're set up is I think they have higher chances of success compared to failure. Then. Yeah, I, I just think that coming out of this, you should not you should not expect what what Vegas did. You know, go to the Stanley Cup in your first year. Yeah, I I don't expect that happening from Seattle. I think that like they might get um, they I think they might be like not mediocre but like average. That's what I'm okay. expecting from them. Okay. Because that Stanley Cup run was just too like it was everything fell into place perfectly. They got like. They got 40 points from like John Carlson or 40 goals from like John Carlson. That's never had more than like 15 points in the season. No, you're talking about the wrong guy. William Carlson. Sorry, William Carlson. There's so many Carlsons. It's not my my fault. Uh, Um, So there was a huge trade that happened. Yes, there was. Um, Line A for, uh, God, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, he goes from Winnipeg to Columbus and then Columbus from to Winnipeg. Um, the Winnipeg Jets send Line and John Ro- Roslovic. Was it John? Jack Roslovic. Jack, Jack Roslovic and t- to Columbus. To Columbus. And then Columbus sends um, Pierre Luc Dubois and a third round pick to Winnipeg. And um, the, the Jets also retained, I think, 25% of yeah, Line A's salary. 25%. That, so that was like two and a half million or something like that. I will cap friendly in a second. I want to know your. So. Uh, I want to know your thoughts. So I was um, listening to a podcast and they were talking about how the New York Rangers. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois to the New York Rangers would have been a good good, um, good trade just because the New York Rangers can't get like their young guys going. And like I was listening to the podcast, like it was it was released like a day or two before the trade happened. And I was like, and I was listening to last night and I'm like, that would be good because the Rangers are really bad and that would have been a good trade for them. I thought they were going to be really good. Yeah, me too. Like they had two, they have two, like they had a second round pick, a first round pick, a bunch of good young players, but it didn't turn out that way. Winnipeg, for some reason, decided to go for a center when they have centers. So uh, they have Shifley, and they have Shifley, they have Stastny. Stastny, like, I, like here, let me find what else is. But the thing was, like, 
I don't know. Like this is like Patrick Liney could be a 50 goal scorer. Like he's a 40 goal scorer, like like in his sleep. Oh, and definitely. I don't really understand why they went for another center. Like, are they gonna Jets? Like, I, yeah, like the Jets went to get a, like a center. Like, I don't know. Like, is it just like I don't like I don't know what the question is, but like, what are like, what are they doing, or like, what do they want from their players? Like, I, I'm figuring out like what's like the motivation behind it i guess so i'm trying to figure out too what the jets are trying to do what yeah what the jets are trying to accomplish from this trade so i know that they've had problems with long time uh for you know it seems like a long time now yeah um and that okay so wait before before we like for years yeah before we go into this um, both teams' players kind of forced their team into this position. Um, Roslovic uh, from the Jets asked for a trade and didn't want to resign in Winnipeg. Um, Line asked for a trade a couple, I don't know if it was a couple of years back, but a couple of months ago. Um, and then Pierre Luc Dubois played three minutes in the first period and then got benched for the rest of the game because he was doing was what everyone. It was hilarious. He was just like, like he was like a parent at a kid's uh, hockey tournament. He just kind of skates, <laughs> makes sure that everyone's safe, and then just like skates back, back to the end zone. He's like a ref. He was playing, yeah, he was a ref. Oh, he was That's playing he like was. a ref. He, um, he was playing like a ref. Someone, he was just standing around and looking. Uh, to, to make this about the Leafs, because always, I think it was Tic Tac Tomar. Someone said like, um, what a Brian visual- Burke thinks William... It was like yeah. what Brian Burke thinks that William Nylander does. And it's just him. It's just him. It's just Gary Dubois' ship. We're just kind of yeah. skating around, not yeah. doing anything. So, so uh, like, like you said, the so the Jets get Dubois and a third round pick next year, not this year, but in 2022. And then Roslevic, who wanted out and is and is from Columbus, uh, yeah. So good for him. And then Line and then Line as well. And the Jets retain is 1.755. Of his yeah, so of like his contract. under two million, yeah. And Liney's contract runs till the end of the year. So I have a I I'm just confused as to what the what the Jets are trying to get out of this. Because remember remember um on free agency this year, they reacquired Paul Stasny. Yeah. To be a line. They reacquired like- yeah, so they wanted they, they wanted Line him. to play with Paul Stastny. Again, and yes, for the that, sole reason they acquired him was to play yeah. with Patrick Line. So does that because just they get had thrown a, out the window? Like, do they trade Paul Stastny? Uh, I mean, he has a year left, so maybe if they're not if they're not making the playoffs, then maybe. Um, so, but they acquired Paul Stastny for a fourth round pick for the sole reason of him playing with Patrick Line. Yeah, and they when, when they away. went on that, yeah, they traded away Patrick Line. But when they went on that really deep run to the conference finals, him and Patrick Line were amazing. Like they were dynamic duo on that on the second line. But, but I don't know. It, I guess it didn't work out. Like I know Patrick Line was injured. He wasn't playing for the last couple of games. 
and like i don't know what winnipeg's doing like i i think we have to find someone to talk to about what what's going on in winnipeg because i don't know what's going on there i i I, funny enough i was i was texting with a friend the day that the trade happened she is she's a jets fan and just the only thing that she said was just i'm salty (laughs) that's all she said but it's also like you're not trading someone for like uh like a like you don't know what he is like he was he was drafted third overall and he's put up quite a bit of points in Columbus and he was a pain in the ass for the Toronto Maple Leafs in that, like oh, yeah. uh, in the, in the series. So like, he's not a bad player in any sense of the word. Oh, and he's like, a great player. I just, think that, I just don't think that. Yeah. Like they're, they're the same age. They were, they were picking he's, number two and three and now trading yeah. for each other. So he's, he's a better two way forward, but he's mm-hmm. a worse score. Like he's bad. Like he's less, good at scoring he's a worse scorer i don't know but he's he's not patrick line like he can't put up 40 points like that or 40 goals like this and that's and i think winnipeg like yeah i don't know what winnipeg's doing like well I, and then here's my thing of if you if you traded get rid of that head case Pierre dubois had the same had the same thing in uh he, he had the same thing in Columbus with John Tortorella, he was John Tortorella's pain in the ass. Like that's like that's the that's the thing. They were both head cases for each other. I guess, yeah, I guess, but but like they, I think I I understand like what, what you're talking like going like what you're trying to talk like say, but the thing is like they didn't like their situation that they were in now, like what they were in like in their city. So like they didn't like. I think. Um, Pierre Luc Dubois got fed up with John Tortorello, John Tortorello, John Tortorello, and how he is uh, coaches. And I think Patrick Line just got fed up because he wasn't on the top line. And I like if he was him, Stasny. Like, is it just me or do I see a a one uh, a and then one b? Uh, like it's the same thing with the Leafs. Like it's. With Tavares, with, with him and Stasny, you mean? Yeah, with him and Stasny. Like, it, it, was he really that hurt about not playing on the first line with um, Mark Shifley? That like, that like he he wanted out. Like I don't like. I I I I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But I see the thing is the whole Patrick Line situation. Now now that you now that you brought that up. Shouldn't he have known, like, oh, they brought they brought Paul Stastny in for me to play with him? So, yeah. so, so, I have I have two decisions. I can either suck it up and play with him for a year, or I can or I can just implode. And he chose the second option, and that forced his way out of Winnipeg. And now he's now he's on Columbus. And which, like, I, I so for Patrick Line, Columbus was like, I guess, like he he asked for a trade request, so like what where you're going gets kind of thrown out the window um why col- like you probably he probably didn't have a choice or whatever but columbus he didn't, he didn't. He didn't he have didn't a choice. choice so columbus like i i don't like it's not any better than winnipeg i know it's in the it's states but like all. it's kind like i think columbus might like i think uh winnipeg probably has better fans um than oh, columbus probably, probably just because like canada and hockey um, but mm-hmm. I don't understand like what you're getting out. Like you're, you're getting a change of scenery. You have like, from what I've heard, Paul Maurice, isn't that bad of a head coach. 
you're gonna have John Tortorello just roasting your ass for not playing defense and just also, yelling I, I at texting, you. I was texting a different friend, uh, and she and she was saying like. I asked her, I was like, so what do you thought about the trade? She was like, I think that they were going to just hate each other. And I just said, I can't wait until the until the bench shot that Tortorella starts yelling at Lydie because Lydie wasn't blocking shots good enough. Yeah. Because I remember... Lydie, uh, like, barely played defense in Winnipeg. And then he's going to go to a defensively-minded team where they underachieve, like, overachieve with their defense because their offense isn't good enough. Yeah. So, I... I don't know. It's Line A got what he wanted. I don't know if it's exactly what he wanted, but he got what he wanted. He's out of Winnipeg, and um, yeah. All right. So, so here's. So I I don't know if you know this, but before John Tortorella coached the Blue Jackets, he coached the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. Yeah, and then he so, went. My favorite video of John Tortorella. I don't know if you're going with this, but I just want one thing is when he went into the other team's dressing room and just wanted to fight the entire team. He just scrap everyone, and then everyone had to hold John Tortorella back because he was gonna just start World War Three in the locker rooms. Yes, I, I wasn't necessarily getting at that, but that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my yeah. in, in my hockey yeah, watching great, life. Great video. So. John Torrella had a very standard sort of uh, tenure in in with teams. So he started with so he started with the with the Lightning, won, won a cup there, um, and then I think he had a different team in between. Then he went to the Rangers. Then he went to the Canucks. So the 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 path always went: start good, blow up, get fired. Start good, blow up, get fired. Yeah. And with uh, with the Canucks. Well, no, with 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 Vancouver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once he got to Vancouver, they never the, the get get good because he said, "Hey, Sadids, you very very skilled Swedes. I I want you to go out there and start blocking shots. I want you yeah. to go out there yeah. and start, you know, stick lifting, uh, stick lifting players, and don't worry about the offense." And they're like, "Huh? Yeah." So <laughs> I don't. I think that John Torella is gonna. Tr- I need new, to- uh, you know, new tricks. You know, you can't teach a dog new tricks, though. But he's gonna try, and I don't think he's gonna succeed because Patrick Laine does not. He, he just doesn't. He just doesn't excel in defense because that's just that's not how that's not how he plays. I. It's tough to see, like, for me to see him excelling in uh, Columbus when he didn't excel in Winnipeg. Was the motivation gone or like, I don't know what it was, but he just was not happy to be in Winnipeg. And Winnipeg is not the greatest city, but it's not terrible. It's not a terrible place to play hockey. Everyone loved him there. And he's just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. We'll see. We might see another uh, trade involving Patrick Line in the next couple of months. <laughs> the next couple of months? I don't, I, I don't see that. I don't see that. Um, if but, Columbus is out of the playoffs and he has one year left, why not trade him and get a couple picks? No, I, I think something came from Jarmo Kekalainen, the GM of the of the Blue Jackets, saying saying we we intend this to be a long term relationship. Some something along those something along those lines came out. Yes, long term until he doesn't like the coach, and then that becomes very long term. Uh, the long term uh, is what who who can be who what's the fastest way we can get rid of him that's that's what long term could mean 
I, I don't necessarily, I don't agree with you in, in that. I don't, because I don't think that, I don't think it would make sense to trade away. Yes, you're trading away Pierre-Luc Dubois, but I don't think it would make sense to trade him for someone that you're barely going to use. You, you know? Yeah. You, do you understand that? I understand. Okay. But like the way we, like, we don't know what exactly drove Patrick Laine out of Winnipeg. But if it was like coaching and like him having to play defense or not playing with the people he wants, then it could be a like a like there could be there is a chance that he's not happy in Columbus because wh- who's he going to be playing with in Columbus? Okay, okay, yeah. we're good now. We're good now. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, right. He can play with Max Domi. Sh- sh- sure. Uh, I don't know. Is I don't know if Max is a center. But, yeah, um... uh, it's pr- on dailyfaceoff.com. It's projected that Max Domi is a first line center. Oh, okay. And so... then there's like Riley Nash, Alexandre Texier. Texier. Oh, Texier. Texier. I remember yeah. him from the, from the um, series. See, I'm looking through all these players and I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, all of you are so good against the Leafs. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how um, how how that how, turns how it all out. Works out. Um, you know what's gonna be like the worst thing is that if somehow Winnipeg gets better with Pierre Luc Dubois, then like without lining. I'm just happy. Uh, don't be honest. I'm just happy he didn't go to Montreal because I kept hearing that, and I was like, I will be very upset if that happens. Yeah. Um, and like that, that would be great if like they'd be have to play like seven more games against each other. Uh, Patrick Line versus the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, that'd be that'd be funny. Uh, no, I was I was more thinking uh, Dubois. I was I thought to, I thought Dubois was gonna. Oh, go to, Dubois. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was gonna go to Montreal because that was, that that was rumored. But I I like we we ran the numbers and it's like it just wouldn't work out cap wise. Yeah. Um. And and if if. And if I'm Columbus, I'm saying I'm trying Pierre, you, Pierre Luc Dubois. I'm getting one of Kakanyemi and Nick Suzuki, or Nick. Or, or, or or Nick Suzuki, yeah. e- either one of those. And Montreal's like, uh, no, that's not. Yes, happening. which like th- those two players can they could become two Pierre Luc Dubois. That's why you don't they, trade they them can. away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and just looking through this, like Cam Atkinson's still a great player. Nick Foligno's definitely at the end of his career. Max Domi, we just said, is great. Boom Jenner is underrated. Riley Nash, I've always liked. Bjorkstrand's uh, really good. They just signed Roslovic. Um, and then currently, like currently, uh, if you look at Cat Friendly, he's currently on IR. Patrick Wainey is, but like they're paying yeah. him less than five million bucks because of the because of the uh, restriction or because yeah. of the retained salary. So, I uh, it's just to wrap this up. I I found it as more of a win on Columbus's side. Columbus's side because. Uh, because they got the best because i thought that they got the the best player yeah and and i i hope it works i i hope it works out for both teams like i never want to be the person that's like that's like i don't want this to work out i hope it works out for both teams i always want to wish everyone success yeah i just i it's too early to tell definitely but just right now i don't i don't see it i don't see it working uh i don't see it working for the jets i don't see it working working well with the jets and yeah. I think I think I think this was a real telling of this of this window is going to be shut cl- shut very soon. This window of opportunity for the Jets. I don't know. Yes and no. 
like goaltending is still there forward is like the forwards are good but they're not like amazing and like nothing mind-blowing um and it no looks defense. like yeah they have no defense like de- their defense is just completely shut like it looks like they I, might I just be mediocre for a while like that that's what i'm getting sense of like from this team i i wouldn't be surprised if they made it in this division in, in our division yeah um but i just not i i'm i'm not I'm not huge on it from from the Winnipeg perspective. From the Winnipeg perspective, I think that you should have been able to get a defenseman if you traded Patrick Line. If, yeah. if you're trading Patrick Line, you need to you, and and you're so weak on the back end, you need to get get something. You, you need to get you need yeah, to get some, so some sort of defense. We could defense see help. a bunch of moves when it comes to the offseason um with the expansion draft and like a bunch of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how Winnipeg looks moving forward, but for now they don't look great. They're still like it here. Let, let's look at the, like they're in third I'm place not saying, right now. I'm not saying the jets are bad. The jets are, the jets are pretty damn, they're a pretty yeah. damn good, good team. I was watching, I was watching them on Saturday, by the way, doesn't Saturday night feel weird when the Leafs don't play. Yeah. And then Sunday morning, like I woke up, I had to do like a quiz for one of my classes. I did the quiz and then I just wow, like kind of, Thanks for thanks for telling me about the quiz and telling me that you're going to do it with me because we have the same class. Oh, but isn't each class like different? Because he said that like, oh, he did. Damn. All right. Yeah, he said that he has to make like a new like he has to do a new like uh like a presentation for every class. So, um, the next quiz we'll do good uh, do together because I got a, I got an eighty I got an eighty on it. So Ooh, I'm happy. good for you. Um, but looking at the division. Um, it's Maple Leafs, Canadians, Jets, Oilers, Flames, Canucks, and Senators. Um, Flames only played four games while the Leafs played seven. So the Oilers. I could find that to back. be. I find that ex- extremely fair. I think. I think that's fair. That 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 that's very fair. <laughs> what do you mean that's fair? Uh, I don't, because I don't you were like, oh, the, the Leafs. The Leafs played seven. The the Flames played four. I I don't think that should matter. That doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, but the Canucks have played seven and the Oilers have played seven and they don't look very great, but can- okay. Trevor, can- are- so- Trevor is Trevor's having a mental breakdown. That's all I'm going to say. Trevor's so having a Canucks- mental breakdown. I listened to the Canucks podcast, like a Canuck, uh, Vancast, um, and it's a Vancouver Canucks podcast. And, um, that team does not look very good and uh, they are taking a step back from what happened last year. And they said that goaltending wasn't that big of an issue, but it like, I think Holtby's been fine. Yeah. So like goaltending has been like, okay. And then everything else have just been terrible. Like um, Elias Pedersen has like one point, maybe I think. Oh, he has one goal. Um, he has one oh, goal he has and one he got goal. it in yeah. his he got it in his last in, in the last game that they played. So I watched I watched that whole Canadians uh uh Canucks game and the Canadians just beat them at every turn. And yeah. I, I know that the I know the Habs are just pro, are pro- Tyler Toffoli had five games in f- five, goals five goals in two games. In two games against the Canucks who let him go. Yeah. Like and if you're the and I'm sorry, Canucks fans, why'd you let that guy go? I know that he's, I know that you're up against the cap and whatever, but 
you let him go, and then he signed with then he signed with now a division rival. Yeah. And you're gonna and you're gonna be playing him all the time, and he looks great. In, yeah, in he the, does look great. Right. And he's that helping. entire team, dude. That entire team is scary. Scary. It's no good. That's that's no good. He they should I, not be that like good. It. I don't like. They it. they shouldn't. I liked have, it, I liked it okay, better so, when the Habs were just kind of like this this team that existed. Now they're good. Yeah. Uh, Elias Pettersson has two goal points in seven games. People were talking about him winning MVP. Yeah. And Brock Besser. He, I, I barely, He's barely even noticed him. Uh, he played what? the last game, but I, I haven't, haven't even noticed him. Sure. I, I didn't, I didn't even notice him in that last game. Uh, we have to we have to have Trevor on event- eventually during the, during the season. But oh, Brock Besser. I, okay, I thought they wrote his last name wrong. Um, here, one second, it's loading. Um, he yeah, has just, he has six points. Okay, six points. Six points in seven games. That's like yeah. That's, Jack that's, Hughes like, has mean, six basically. points too. He has six points too. Um, who, who, and who yeah, does, sorry. Uh, Quinn Hughes. Oh, Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Okay. But I so like their offense a, is not non-existent. Um, their defense has not been very good because they've been letting in like uh, high, like high, like high numbers, high of, danger like, goals. Uh, yeah, high danger high and danger like score, also scoring chances. Yeah, and also it's been like five two seven three six five five two three zero five five. Like the average number of goals they let in is like five. That's their average, and that's, and that's you're not winning with that kind of like with those kind of numbers. Wow, it's almost like if you let go of Chris Tanev and replace him and with Mark Nate Schmidt Trump. and Markstrom, but you, I yeah. mean, you replace him with Holpe, but like, just they're they're just not. They're not there anymore. They're not. They're not the team that that I guess they were in the bubble. I was watching the game and I I saw number eight on the on the Canucks. I was like Chris. Te- nope, not Chris Tanev. That's Jordy Ben. That's not Chris Tanev. Um, I I I I know that I know that the Habs are really good and I know that. Find a way to beat them. It's the, it's the only thing I can tell I can tell teams is like I, in this in this league of you only play same team over and over again. Find a way to beat him. You got you got to find a way to beat them because oh, you can't with, you can't just use that excuse anymore. Goaltending is below average. Uh, Holtby is a eight eight eight, and oh Demko God, really? is an eight six six, and oh, Demko has brutal. played three games, has three losses. Holtby has two wins and two losses. So it's it's not looking good uh, for the team in. For the team so like i don't know what they do they have to turn it around because um i was doing like the math and game 12 here one second or game 14 is already one fourth of the season oh, jesus that's yeah game 13 is one fourth of the season already and that's wow we're, wow we're almost 25 percent of the way done this this year yeah so like th- this is like if it was a regular season with eighty two games, we would have been at like November. This would have been November now. Man, the good old times. Um. So I'm looking through the Scotiabank North Division. 
different than the Mass Mutual East Division and the Honda West Division, and also different than the Discover Central Division. <laughs> I just wanted to be a dick. I just wanted to be an asshole. Okay, uh, prove your. Let's go. Go to get get to your point. Jesus. Uh, so so currently, I know that the standings don't matter, but so the so the Leafs the Leafs are top uh, because they have the most wins, and so they're tied with Montreal. And- but have but have the most wins. So that's how they ha- have the one spot. Then then Montreal um, too. Mo- Montreal has one game in hand, so they they could top the division. Yeah, uh, uh, Winnipeg three, Edmonton four. Um, so currently currently it's Leafs, Habs, Jets, and Oilers in in those four spots. Uh, Calgary, I think I think Calgary, I I underrated them because I thought I thought that I wasn't a huge fan of them, but they looked they looked good. So far, so, three of my four picks are in right now. So Calgary has three games in hand. So realistically speaking, like they have t- they have three games on the Oilers and they have two games on the Jets. So if they win t- like one or two games, then they're in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. So it's it's like they have a chance of getting in, and it's like it's still early. So like. Once it starts to even out, that's when we can start like looking at like the things. But we're, we're yeah. playing the Calgary Flames again, so if we t- take two points from them, so we'll, we'll have extra two points. <laughs> uh, and then well, we talked about the Jets. Um, you know, I I don't. I, we'll, we'll see how how the trade works out. Edmonton's been a little. They've been a little weird to sort of gauge how they're going to be. Yeah. Very, they've just been a very strange team because, like, we and both games were very competitive, but they were yeah. also somewhat boring. And yesterday, like, they scored like on a buzzer beater, basically. Dry title got it into the net, and like, if they were like the Jets and the Oilers were like what, like, ha- going hand in hand, and like they were like competing, and like it was relatively even. And then it, it like, uh, Winnipeg lost because of a buzzer beater, like, goal by Dry which was just lucky. Um, but yeah, it's like if, if the Oilers want to like do some damage, the, they have to look better against the Jets. And they didn't. They kind of looked like they they were keep they were just even. And that's what we were seeing across, I think. They were even against the, the Jets. Like yeah. that's that I think that's I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. That they were even against the Jets. Like they didn't blow out the like they didn't blow out the Jets. Like with that power, like a firepower up front they should be like a team like the jets that has diminished uh diminished forwards uh diminished um diminished defense and goaltending actually i don't know how goaltending was but i think goaltending is pretty good for the jets oh hell has been great yeah so like you should be able to score a bunch of goals Mm -hmm. um so i think i think that's i think that's that's good um i I want to know your your thoughts if we should if we should talk about this. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Babcock and Marner? Um, not really. Um, not really. Okay. Like, if if you want to talk about it, we can. But like, I I don't really have anything to say about it. Like, we I think we've already talked about it. Um, and like, he he should be back in the league. Like, I, he shouldn't be just banished from the league. Um. He he's a good head coach, but I think he has to take a hard, good hard look at himself and figure out what 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 he can do differently. Um, and like, 
and just be a 21st century kind of head coach, not a 20th century head coach. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have anything to say about it? Like, uh, I, I, I think I, I read the article uh, that that Pierre LeBron did. Um, I from from reading it, I was I, I, I was very. I think I was kind of shocked, really, at just how apologetic he really was, and how um, I, I, I know, I know, it's one of the things where like he he's definitely trying to make himself look good, um, but he how he was saying like you know I you know I screwed up, I screwed Mitch, and I'm and I'm I'm very sorry it was yes. very surprising from my perspective. Uh, it was very surprising, but also like he shouldn't have at like. The thing about like uh like I don't know if you guys read like the listeners read the article, but if you want to go check it out, it's on TSN, right? Uh, uh no, it's it's on the we wrote it on the athletic, so it's behind a paywall. Oh, so it's, it's behind paywall. It's like two dollars or whatever. You can, you guys can cough up. It's it's a cup of coffee. You can cough cough it up. But um, like in the article, he talks about how um, Bozak found out that like that Mitch made this list. And, and then Babcock went to Mitch and was like, oh, you want me to go talk to the guys and all this other stuff? And then Mitch said no. And I think Babcock should have been the head coach. He, he was the head coach. He should have went out there and was like, guys, I'm sorry. This not not leaked, but like this thing got released. It was supposed to be between me and Mitch. And he didn't do that. And like, I think as a head coach, you have to be able to just, I don't know, take charge or like, Fix your mistakes. And he didn't fix his mistake. That was the issue that I have with Babcock and like this whole situation. I I I I, I see that. And he and I see I I, I read it and it, it kind of seemed like it kind of seemed a bit like he was like, oh, but it was kind of like, you know, it was Bozak. If I felt like it was, you know, it looked like it was Bozak's fault. I know that wasn't that wasn't the intent, but I I, I think that he he didn't take complete I think he, responsibility. He didn't take complete he took responsibility. Some, but he, he didn't take some, complete but... responsibility, which is like kind of disappointing because for someone that's so like such a hockey legend and he's probably gonna be in the Hall of Fame, um he can't take responsibility for like such a stupid thing. Yeah. Um I think that's I think that's us as a society, we should be open to moving on from people. Like there are way too many people that are just like that that are just way too way too crazy and way too just all all over him all the time and I think that we should just move on. Just yeah, move on. This, I know that I know this came out and it was of, and it was of the topic. You know, have your have your fit and whatever. But just I I I wouldn't he's be surprised not, to see him coach again. I just think he he needs to change. He needs to change. I I think I think he's not like he's not like Bill Peters or like other head co- uh, other coaches that like. They they go they cross this line that you can't return from. No matter what kind of cancel culture exists or like what happened, is there are some lines that once you cross, you're not coming back. You're you're gonna be you you can't come back. Like the whole uh, Bill Peters thing, like the whole racist name calling and all this other stuff. It's like you you can't come back from that unless you have receipts and major receipts. But Bill Peters isn't he in the KHL or whatever or like in uh, Russia? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's like head coaching in Russia, which is like, like he's not bringing receipts. And for Mike Babcock, if your team is looking to hire him, 
like he might go to Seattle and like head, be a head coach there, but um, or do they name a head coach? I don't. Did they? I, don't have a, I don't. They have a GM. I think that I, they might have a head coach. Hold on, let me just. I don't know, but uh, for if your if your team's looking for a new head coach and Mike Babcock comes across the radar, I think that GM and the president of that hockey team has to take a hard look at him, and interview him and show that he has receipts and, um and is changed because if he hasn't changed, then I don't think there is a place for him in this league. And as this league is a goddamn carousel where one head coach gets off and another gets on, and then they just take turns riding the carousel. um, It's going to be interesting to see if he can get back on that carousel. Still loading or what? Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. Like, uh, you know, you, you should, I, I, I think that you should more look for some receipts from, from Mike Babcock, as you were saying, uh, I think that he also needs to learn himself and, uh, we need to be able to give someone a, a redemption trial. And if he, and if he clearly cannot be redeemed then uh then, then, then i'm sorry then you move on yeah um does I, seattle have a head coach because you kind of because you were cutting out uh my i think my thing was like being weird uh yeah okay never mind then um anything else you want to talk about or should we hold on up? hold on hold on hold on uh uh head coach tbd so currently they do not yeah so they don't have a head coach so uh, the uh, Vegas head coach, uh, fake, uh, Vegas's former head uh, head coach could, God damn it, what's his name? Uh, yeah, he could be head coach in, uh, uh, if he went to the uh, finals with Vegas for first year, I think it, it's not, it wouldn't be bad to go take him and put him as head coach in Seattle and see how far he can take them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. So, um, thanks for listening guys. We'll be back next week, uh, depending on how like the whole schedule works out and yeah, thanks for listening. Check us out. Leave us a good review on Apple music and Spotify and, uh, share the, share the podcast, share to someone that, um, hasn't been listening and should start listening to a hockey podcast because we have sports and stuff's looking better. And yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. See you guys next week.